Well, hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. Just, about to- I, I had one thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of being interrupted, it's so annoying and frustrating well, whether it's you, when <laughs> see it happens all the time. That's part of life though, right? But guys, seriously, welcome back to the podcast. We're having some fun. Today we're gonna be talking about interruptions, what of course. Happened interruptions. When we're interrupted, whether it's for a moment, for a short period of time, or even for a season. Interruptions happen to us and then it's difficult to get back on course. So Alan, have you ever like had a hard time dealing with being interrupted, whether we're trying to talk about a podcast? I mean, I have this fear now that we, we started this and someone's trying to ride their mountain bike or they're trying to take a sip of coffee and somewhere, somehow in this guided summer series that the people are hanging out with us, someone may have either spilled coffee on themselves or they tripped over their feet or something. So some issue is coming that has to do with interruptions. Um, yeah, I mean, I at times have struggled with interruption, maybe early in this podcast. Um, and I can be a bit of an interrupter when I get excited and we have meetings. Um, I have had my life interrupted in many ways, Mm -hmm. not just by COVID, but I had um, just some frustrating and annoying health issues this fall. Um, Sometimes we have a really welcome interruption in our lives, whether it's friends um, like you visiting from somewhere else that we plan for, mm-hmm. um, that we wouldn't call an interruption. Of course, we never plan for a global pandemic. Uh, maybe there's a small interruption to our day that actually is an opportunity. Um, and I think about even yesterday as we were meeting, there were some interruptions we didn't expect and they were great. And that actually shaped our day. So even as we think about interruptions, it doesn't have to be as simple as somebody interrupting a conversation or a text coming in in the middle of a task. Small, large, we all get interrupted. And unfortunately, we all do some interruptions. And they're not always bad. You hit a good, you made a good point. There's good interruptions, but too much of anything is a bad thing. And so what we're talking about is as we get started <clears throat> on our journey today. Um, so guys, as you're thinking through this, the definition of what we're talking about is the word renew. Right. What are we going to renew? And the definition for that is specifically returning to something after an interruption. Good, bad, long, short or indifferent. There's there's consistencies in our life and our leadership. There's things that we do and those can be interrupted for a time. I had probably the longest one for me is I had my right knee reconstructed three years ago. And there was things that I like to do, running, hiking, walking, working out, you know, riding a bike. And I couldn't do them for quite a while. And it was very hard to get back on track after that. And actually, my physical health suffered tremendously for about the following year. I gained a ton of weight and it got to a point where I was like, you know what? If I'm going to continue to live and lead well, I've got to get my physical health back under control. And I had to renew and get back into those consistencies after this period of disruption. So, Alan, what are we really going to be digging to as far as this renewing? What are we going to be renewing? I want to focus our time toward really two aspects of interruptions before we talk about renewing. And it really is the small, those little micro interruptions in the midst of your day and the midst of your week. And then the macro, the larger ones. Yeah. You're talking about a macro health issue, had family issues. We have issues with people that we love. The deaths in the family, of course, are an interruption that, um, 
many times brings just a deep loss and grief and sorrow. And other times it's maybe an expected death of somebody who's elderly that you get to come together and everyone interrupts their lives to go be part of a memorial service for several days. And it can actually be a great thing to bring families together. So in the micro and in the macro, uh, I've been working to not be interrupted as much. For example, uh, at the end of the day, sometimes I'll have 20 plus texts and I'm okay with it because I don't want to interrupt the important coaching work that I do. And I don't want to be interrupted if I'm creating content or spending time with my kids. And in order to not be interrupted, I'll go on airplane mode or put my phone in another room to not interrupt my sleep, things like that. So I've really focused in on the micro and I've seen great gains in the macro. So we are going to talk kind of daily and maybe even hourly we're going to talk in terms of a weekly rhythm of interruption and therefore renewing and even renewing commitment to that. And then in the macro, we'll, we'll talk uh, a little bit about that. Margins cause problems. They, I mean, interruptions cause problems. If we let them, you said that you, you will put your phone on airplane or you won't respond to certain things. And really it is the micro pieces that, that build up into, into large, um, you know, chunks of our time that are taken away, then that becomes normal over time. You know, we constantly respond to those or we allow those interruptions to then control us. And in a lot of ways, they become part of our identity. And then we think, oh, no, what? You know what? I have no time for this. I have no time for that. I have no, I hear those all the time. And you're listening to this this morning. You may be thinking the same thing, man, I have a full schedule, but here's the deal. You're listening to this podcast right now. You've cleared space for, for away from interruptions to do this, to, to hang out with us right now. So, you know, I want you to get practical as we, as we leave them with some space, you know, how do we, what need, what do we need to do to become it really it's self-awareness. If we're speaking in terms of renewing and ridding ourselves of some of those micro interruptions, you know, what do we need to think about? All right, let's dive down here on self-awareness. This looks different for all of us. You can't cheat off somebody else's paper here. Here's a question we're going to leave you with as we continue today's podcast journey. What interruptions in your life and leadership are stealing your margin? What interruptions, big or small, in your life or leadership are you allowing to steal your margin? We'll see you up ahead.
Now, if you're like me and most other other human beings, you may be wondering, you know, and having difficulty really answering that, and that's okay. You're not supposed to have the answers to it, you know. There's and it's not perfect. You may be wondering yourself, what actually is margin? It's it's this space that we all have that we don't even really realize it until we do the hard work to say, okay, how do I re how do I reclaim that? And sometimes it's really small. Yeah. For me, uh, let me get really practical as we're always doing here. For me, sometimes it's going outside, uh, like we'll probably do even after recording this, um, looking up at the mountains and taking five minutes to just breathe, or sometimes two minutes um, to just breathe. Every coaching session that we do at State Forth, we do 90-minute coaching sessions, we need a break. You can't go for 90 straight minutes and your brain, you know, pump out uh, great things and have deep thinking. So maybe it's a two-minute break to go outside, a five-minute break. Yesterday, in the midst of a great and long day of meetings, we took about uh, 35, 40 minutes and just kind of let people take care of what they needed to, whether it's an introvert break here, that margin, I think, propelled us into our next great meeting. And even we're tempted to go, go, we got to go fast. And so it could be something like that, a little bit larger. Um, And of course, then there's Sabbath, which we'll talk about, um, and that weekly you know, margin is built into our lives. And then um, some of you are on vacation right now. And that's literally margin in the midst of your family rhythm and routine. Uh, and so moving from the very smallest to just a couple minutes to the large, that is a few weeks. And even some of you are listening to this are on sabbatical. And we love you guys who are sabbatical coaching. Uh, we're praying for you. And that is a, you know, once or twice in a lifetime type opportunity to be able to take this extended time of rest and replenishment. So you may be thinking really small, you may be thinking really large, but we really do need to dig in and get practical. And I think here's a practical paradigm shift too for the folks listening. And, you know, if you're, if you're running, slow down for this. If you're riding a bike, may want to pull over and stop because I don't want to. Don't hit a tree. I don't want to rock you. Don't hit a tree. If you're hiking, you know, find a tree to post up, take a deep breath, take that long sip of coffee. Um, You're listening to this right now you've created space for this. This is margin in whatever time of the day you're watching this, wherever you are, you've created space for this because you found some importance in it and it's valuable to you. And here's the reality. At the end of the day, we always make space for the things that are important to us. And we usually prioritize importance on things that we can see some sort of instant gratification from whether it's 30 minutes for a guided podcast episode, a meal with a friend, an extra cup of coffee, a physically exerting run or a hike or workout, we will place an importance or priority on those things because we know the gratification triggers are going to go off and we're going to get something from it right away. You named the big word and you're talking about rest and Sabbath. So I want to dig into that for a minute. A lot of many of us don't rest very well and we allow interruptions of life to take us away from that. And we feel like I don't have space to do that. I can't do that because I think we have a misinterpreted view of what Sabbath and rest really is. So dig into that for a minute. Yeah. Probably in the most simple way, Sabbath is a space to rest, to replenish and to enjoy, and certainly to enjoy God, to enjoy relationships around us. But we also get that opportunity to enjoy some of the things we've skipped over, whether it was looking up at the mountains for me, whether it was a slow cup of coffee, whether it was how amazing it is to be around a meal together. And we the, the words are really important around Sabbath. We don't say take a Sabbath. 
We say receive a Sabbath. This is a gift from God. This was God's idea. And the reality is we are pushing so hard, harder than we realize. And it is having effects on our bodies. It's having effects on our minds and our mental health and even just mental clutter. It's having impact on our sleep. And many of our minds are spinning. Uh, We're not meant to be on screens and phones uh, thinking as much of the time as we can and constantly firing. And so it truly is a gift of God. I believe it's always been necessary, but I believe today it truly is a silver bullet. There are not too many silver bullets that God gives us, but this is the silver bullet. So I'm incredibly encouraged at this returning we're doing to Sabbath today. And, and it's okay if it's out of reaction. It's okay if it, things are not working that great for you. That was my story a couple of years into uh, serious leadership challenges. And I realized so many of them were stemming from me not receiving one of God's greatest gifts. It was like sitting underneath the tree and I never unwrapped it. And unwrapping the gift of Sabbath, you don't get it right. You don't get it perfect. That's not the point of of Sabbath. But I reevaluated my life and actually received this gift of Sabbath and slowly watched energy levels go up, even enjoyment levels in my work. And um, that we don't work for this thing called Sabbath, like I'm going to work really hard all week and then reward myself with it or some reward from God. We get to work from it. That afterwards I go, it turns out I'm clearer. It turns out I have better ideas. And so just a really short look um, at Sabbath. We want to move from maybe some smaller things in your lives to this idea of a Sabbath week, that one day a week, that is a margin that God has built in. And by the way, think about when this was instituted, people were, they were literally coming out of slavery. And this was for them one of the kindest things that God could have done, which was a day to just be, to be together. And it has held the Jewish people together um, to this day. And so for your life, we have to get honest with ourselves. Are you truly receiving a Sabbath? Are you truly receiving a Sabbath each week? And instead of a questionnaire, we actually want you to dream. What does a day of rest and replenishment truly look like for you? Take some time to imagine, again, whether you're sitting on a couch, whether you're looking out the window, whether you're on a walk, whether you're out in creation, we want you to dream about what a restful, replenishing Sabbath day looks like for you. It's going to be different based on your life stage. It's going to be different based on your age, the things that you enjoy doing. Take some time as the music plays here to imagine, to dream about what a restful, replenishing Sabbath day would look like, feel like, smell like, and taste like for you.
So the goal there is not to create a pie in the sky look. Of course, we want you to to dream there, but it it has to fit in the limits of our lives. The spiritual and the practical meet. You may have a rotating schedule, and you may need to change up your Sabbath uh, each week. You may uh, work nights and have just a strange time um, as you think about reorienting to your family's schedule. Um, you may be a teacher and you have a strange schedule that looks like having a lot of rest and replenishment time in the summers. Whatever your schedule looks like, we want you to think about when it comes to Sabbath, spiritual and practical together. Bring us back to that word renew. After a Sabbath, I feel renewed. Now, sometimes more than others, if I'm really, really tired coming in, then maybe I have 7% more juice uh, in my tank. Some days at the end of the day, I say, oh, I needed that way more than I thought. And that is a, a pattern to think about whenever you take Sabbath, whatever that looks like for you, it's restful and replenishing. Again, to some people, it's a local coffee shop. For others, it's getting completely away from people. It's reading a book. It's time with your family. This is going to look different, but do not miss that time. And of course, we're going to want you to look at your calendar and be very practical and hit repeat if you have a regular day. If not, go ahead and schedule those out because the time will grow around it if you don't protect it. Well, as we near our destination, you're probably wondering what's next. You've heard us talk about margin and identifying interruptions and how to gain control on those to get them where we have space, actual margin for other things. Most importantly, then we talked about Sabbath and why that's important. Because in a world full of chaos and interruptions, we have to work from a posture of being rest and recharged. You're listening to this and you care deeply about the things that you do and those that you lead. But so many of us neglect to make sure that we are being refilled. So we want to renew this rhythm of that includes margin for Sabbath. I mean, you're looking for small incremental gains. You're not looking for anything massive. Like Alan just said, we don't expect to hurdle up an entire mountain overnight. We're looking at left foot, right foot, one crank of the pedal at a time, one step at a time. So Alan, get really practical here. How do we converge both of these two together? I have two ways I want you to think. And then I've got a tool that uh, we want to talk about. And we want to invite you to utilize the two ways to think, again, are back to thinking in micro throughout your day. Where are those spaces for margin that you're going to make consistent decisions ahead of time for? Consistent decisions ahead of time for. One or two of these breaks throughout your week is probably not going to move the needle much. But if for you, you have a habit of maybe you're pausing as you drive and you're not going to listen to music or a podcast. Maybe for you, it's a walk daily. Maybe for you, you need to get outside and you need to renew. That's a huge one for me is actually physically just getting outside for 20 minutes or more. Maybe for you, this happens during exercise or during walking. Maybe it's deep play for you in the course of a week or of a day. And so think micro, think daily. The second, again, we want you to think weekly. When you declare that Sabbath, when you commit to that, then you're going to need to work differently. You work more efficiently or more effectively to get to that spot, trusting that when you stop, not all your work will be done, but the work that God wanted you to do will actually be done. And we want to remind you that we have the right side up journal. The right side up journal is something I actually just spent time 
in that this morning. And it takes me about 10 minutes a day. Again, in the micro, I can plan some gaps. I've got a gap this afternoon that I'm looking forward to. I'll probably be out on, on the back porch, maybe hanging out with my dog. And that's a little bit of a gap throughout the day. I can see that physically there, but I also have a chance to plan out my whole week in the right setup journal. It's 90 days. It's just 20 bucks. And we want to invite you to utilize that. That has been a gift to me, my life, my leadership, many of our coaching clients, and all of you who are journal users. Think daily and think weekly. Take us out here. What is, what is something for the person listening where this just feels like, I know I need to do this. I can't afford not to do this, but it feels so uncomfortable. Like, what is the thought that they need to think through with like really taking that step towards implementing this rhythm? I'm actually going to bring you guys back to this idea of interruptions. And we've talked about margin, but we want to connect that to your interruptions. What interruptions in your life do you need to eliminate or lessen? What interruptions in your life do you need to eliminate or lessen? Take some time to think about that, and we'll see you up ahead.
maybe that was text messages for you and you need to figure out a way to manage that. Maybe you're checking email between meetings and it's something small like that. Maybe it's overcommitment for you. Maybe everybody that wants a meeting with you is getting a meeting with you. Maybe you're overfunctioning and expectations and you are trying to please everybody's ideas of what you should be doing. And frankly, you're just exhausted. Maybe that's telling everybody in your life that you are available to help them all of the time. Whatever that is for you, think through that, pray through that, keep that in your mind. Jonathan, lead us out. What final thoughts do you have for us? Yeah, as we reach this finish line, you'll hear me say this a ton. It's really just another starting line. We've got to the end of this episode. You're nearing the end of whatever you're doing with us. And we encourage you to keep going. If you're really feeling some conviction, you're feeling some, you know, creativity spark and, you know, man, how I can actually do this. We want to encourage you to keep going, but I want to share something with you. There's two definitions for the word renew. And the second one says to renew something also means to extend for a further period of time, the validity of a license, a subscription or a contract. So what does that mean exactly? You're doing hard work and hard work is actually smart work. And you're creating margin in your schedules for Sabbath, removing interruptions and making space to work more from a posture of health and being more proactive with yourself and those you lead. You're renewing a subscription with your own health and leadership. You're saying, you know, I'm going to care for myself so I can care for others. You're also making a contract with yourself that says, if I want to continue to pursue health so that I can live and lead for the long haul, then I must have margin for regular Sabbath and remove interruptions from my schedules and rhythms. Guys, this is it for today. I want to encourage you to keep wrestling with this, sit with it. And we'll see you right back here next week for another episode.